0: to A Book A Week, the podcast. This is episode 10. Thank you for joining me today. Um, If you've listened to the previous nine episodes, thank you for returning. And if you're brand new, welcome. Um, If you're unfamiliar with A Book A Week, the premise is simple. I review a book mostly every week and uh, share my thoughts with you about whether or not to read it. And really, this podcast is meant as a way to reconnect readers with reading, namely myself, um, who have strayed over time and want to be better about it. So this is the perfect excuse to uh, get myself to read on a weekly basis, even though I have a busy schedule, and I intend the podcast to help people with similarly busy schedules uh, get back into reading, and uh, hopefully... Have a little bit of guidance about what they what they'd like to read. So this week um, I'm covering *The Light Between Oceans*. It's a novel by M. L. Stedman, and it is a novel that was recently made into a movie. The movie stars Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander. if I s- uh, pronounce that correctly? It is a uh, kind of a a dramatic, um, story about, uh, right and wrong, and, uh, there are also elements of romance to it, um, but it's, it's very different from my last few books, which is partly why I do, decided to read it, so, um, without further ado, I'll just dive right in, and I'll read you kind of the overview plot synopsis. The debut of a stunning new voice in fiction, a novel both heartbreaking and transcendent. After four harrowing years on the Western Front, Tom Sherborne returns to Australia and takes a job as a lighthouse keeper on Janus Rock, nearly half a day's journey from the coast. To this isolated island, where the supply boat comes once a season and shore leaves are granted every other year at best, Tom brings a young, bold, and loving wife, Isabel. Years later, After two miscarriages and one stillbirth, the grieving Isabel hears a baby's cries on the wind. A boat is washed up on shore carrying a dead man and a living baby. Tom, whose records as a lighthouse keeper are are meticulous and whose moral principles have withstood a horrific war, wants to report the man and infant immediately. But Isabel has taken the infant baby to her breast. Against Tom's judgment, they claim her as their own and name her Lucy. When she is two, Tom and Isabel return to the mainland and are reminded that there are other people in the world. Their choices devastated one of them. M.L. Steadman's memorizing, beautifully written novel seduces us into accommodating Isabel's decision to keep this, quote, gift from God. And we are swept into a story about extraordinary, extraordinarily compelling characters seeking to find their North Star in a world where there is no right answer, where justice from one person is another's tragic loss. The light between oceans is exquisite and unforgettable, a deeply moving novel. So, yes, I agree that this is an unforgettable novel. Uh, it it is engaging and uh, it's uh, fairly, you know, it's a it's a reasonable read. It's about three hundred forty something pages, but really the pages are very short and in bigger font. So this can, I can endorse this as um, being a book that you can read in a week's time. I appreciated that aspect of it. And really, uh, the book was interesting, and I, I like the main premise. It's, it's short and quick, and it's about these two people stranded on a very remote island. Um, they want to start a family together, and when a baby comes up on shore... Um, they decide to keep the baby as their own because they are having difficulties conceiving. Um, for me, though, uh, I, I did think there were parts of the book where it felt very over the top. Obviously, when you read the plot description like that, and just by knowing that this baby has arrived on shore, there are going to be complications. There are going to be issues that... Uh, in the fact that they took this baby as their own and in the fact that they did not report the baby in the Lighthouse records. Once they've done that, you kind of have a suspicion that this is going to come back and bite them. Um, you know, that it it won't end well. And obviously that drives the plot because if there were no repercussions, then it would be kind of a, a boring story to read. So uh, it you know that in a way... Um, some conflict is going to happen, some things are going to go down and they're going to, Tom and Isabella are going to have to answer for their actions in terms of taking Lucy in. Now I will say that I understand where they're coming from and it is a very difficult decision. I don't think that they're monsters. I think that they made a very innocent choice. Uh, It was um, a different time period then and they had every right to believe that this person's, um, this baby's father had passed away and they could have assumed that the baby um, didn't have any relatives looking for them. Um, that's a very uh, safe assumption to, to think that no one was going to come after this baby. This baby needed them uh, in order to live. And uh, you know, it, I certainly don't blame them for their decision, but what I think was, frivolous and costly to both of them is not recording the baby in the records, because uh, at some point, if they wanted to rejoin society, they would have to answer to, where did the baby come from? And um, yes, some people like obviously can think that they had the baby on their own because they've been isolated uh, this whole time, but uh, without any records, it begins to look suspicious where this baby magically came from um, obviously uh, if not from them but uh, yes so Tom decides to go with his wife's judgment and it's it's kind of insane how far he'll go for her, he'll do most anything for her even though uh, Isabelle uh, kind of has some poor decision-making in the name of love for this child And she makes some grave mistakes that Tom ends up paying for. So Tom kind of blindly goes along with these choices that his wife makes and ends up paying for them desperately, um, which is uh, terribly sad. But this book, uh, it really raises the question of if you were desperate to have a child and the child literally came to almost your doorstep, uh, would you keep this child or return it? And, um, what would you do? And in this time period where they weren't as connected with one another, they were very remote, I think that if they had decided to keep the baby, it was kind of foolish to return back to the mainland because, uh, I'm, you know, that I feel like almost certainly you would have found out this baby's roots or that someone was looking for this baby, whether it was a, um, a distant relative or something like that, They were going. something was going to happen just by the fact that two years later they decided to bring Lucy back to Australia. I think that if they had decided like, to keep the baby and were thinking rationally, they w- would have gone um, to a different country someplace else, and I realize that's easier said than done, but when you're doing something that's drastic, whereas you're keeping a child as your own and not reporting the fact that you found a child, I think that if you want to keep said child you should not go back to where it presumably came from because uh, Australia is like the closest place to this island so when they go back of course inevitably this happens and they find out the child's backstory and they find out uh, who the child's mother is and uh, obviously the mother is very distraught she's upset thinking that she's lost both her baby and her husband and um, over the course of some time, uh, I think Tom makes some very foolish decisions. He decides to contact the mother anonymously, letting her know that the baby's okay, um, which can be interpreted as kind of um, you know like creepy or uh, hostage situation hostage situation. Like I, I, I can't imagine how it would feel to have that child to go missing and then to hear that the child's okay, but then uh, not with there'd be no indication that the, the child will be returned. Um, that would definitely uh, be very off-putting and stressful, and uh, I would think that you'd want to persecute the person who took your baby, regardless of how safe they had promised you the baby was. Um, he also decides to, and this spoilers, but um, very light. He also decides to later send back the baby's rattle, the one that he found in the boat that the baby came in, to Hannah, which is just another kind of step of how. Uh, Crazy it seems that I he it, it obviously came from a you know a good intentioned place, but when I imagine you see it from Hannah's perspective, it probably appears very creepy and um, disturbing that uh, this stranger has taken your baby and plans to raise it and doesn't plan to return it, and your husband has also gone too, and you don't know what happened to your husband. So um, Tom's actions. In terms of trying to contact Hannah and Isabel's initial actions of convincing Tom not to report the baby, end up really uh, coming back to haunt them in a big way once they've returned to the mainland, uh, to the point where there, there uh, ends up being a bit of a, a legal fiasco in returning Lucy and um, finding out that her real name is Grace. And um, what happens to both Tom and Isabel once the community discovers that they kept this child as their own and uh tom is also blamed for um in fact murdering the husband even though the husband showed up dead the husband's father showed up dead to the island by the time that they saw him which makes it way more understandable why they took this, why they raised the baby in the first place so uh it's very melodramatic in terms of everything that happens, like everything that could go wrong does go wrong. It's not a very well-handled situation. Um, but uh, the novel kind of reiterates that <clears throat> this is about the love of a child. Both sides deeply love this child. Tom and Isabel uh, think the world of Lucy. Their lives revolve around her, and the mother's completely distraught that Grace is gone. So it's... Um, completely understandable why both parties are in such pain and why things become elevated to the the level that they are in the novel I, I don't want that at all but I, I do think that Tom and Isabel make some decisions in the book that I would not um the things that are, are foolish if they had just been logical and um if they really had um wanted to keep the child or not or answer for their actions, there were other ways they could have done it. But I, the novel itself is great in terms of posing this kind of ethical question about what would you do, and um, when you're reading the book, all you can think kind of is kind of putting yourself in their shoes. So I feel like reading it, you become very empathetic and um, understanding of both sides of the equation, and there really is no right or wrong answer. There are just shades of gray um, when it comes to this kind of scenario. But, uh, that said, I would love to watch the movie now and see how it measures up against the book because I enjoy reading the book, even though it was a touch more dramatic than what I would have made it, uh, I think it's, it's great reading and, um, perfect to read in a week's time, um, especially if, uh, you tend to like dramatic, um, dramatic fiction, um. Period dramas. Um, I, I thought it was definitely an enjoyable read. Um, it's a bit tragic uh, in, in some ways in terms of how things end up for Tom and Isabel, but there is a silver lining um, at the end. Uh, not all is lost, even though they both have to do a lot of uh, penance for their mistake in terms of keeping. Um, Lucy for themselves. So, um, go out, either uh, get yourself a copy of The Life Between Oceans or rent it from your local library, or if this doesn't sound like a book that's for you, that's okay too. Um, I shall return next week with another book. Uh, It's crazy that it's um, about getting close to halfway through December. I I can't believe that 2016 is almost gone. 2017 sounds like a fictional made-up year, but sure enough, it will be here, so, uh, in terms, in terms of the rest of the episodes for 2016, there are only a few remaining, um, knowing myself, uh, I'll be lucky if there's about two, that's kind of what I'm aiming for, because Christmas week, unless I record, um, early, there may not be an episode then, um, just to warn all of my, uh, perhaps ten listeners right now, um, but yeah, uh, we only have a few episodes remaining for this year, and then I'm hoping that in 2017 to come in full full steam ahead, um, have a lot of recommendations for you, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to uh, tackle episode 11. So, in terms of a scale of 1 to 10 of rating The Lie Between Oceans, I'd give this book a 7. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think it's got a great plot moving it forward. I don't know if I'd reread it immediately, but I'd be interested in discussing this. I think that this is a great discussion piece, uh, for me and my friends. And I'd be interested to see what, um, certain people say, uh, what side they would take, who they'd be more sympathetic towards. Um, because it is a, a very, it's a very touchy subject and not everybody would do the same thing if this kind of situation was presented to them. So I, uh, I recommend it. And, yeah, I'll be back uh, next week with another episode, episode 11. As always, let's reconnect with reading. Thanks for joining me, and I hope to see you next time.